0: This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. What is up, Spurs Nation? It's your boy, Rob, from BuckingSpurs.com, and you are listening to a Bucking Spurs podcast. On this episode... We're going to talk about some things that i'm excited about four things in particular that that get me excited about this 2019 season and some things that are a little bit concerning to me and i know we're just three games in i'm going to treat this kind of like a parent conference that happens in the beginning of the year right first week of school and we're already having a parent conference one of these parents wants to come in and just tell us about their kid, and, you know, just want you to know this is how they are, and this is the type of help they need, and, and you know, if you need anything, let me know, whatever. It's the first week of school. Let's just drop this beat. keep that Miyagi quote in there until the preseason's over <laughs> because that's the attitude we don't worry about nothing right now wins and losses don't matter but we can start being analytical right so like I said earlier parent walks through the door first week of school all the teachers there are like really really and they're like hi I'm, I'm you know Joshua's mom or I'm Katie's mom or whatever and we're like we don't know who that is We have like 150 students. We don't know who your kid is. This is the first week of school. It's way too early to be having a parent meeting, and it's way too early to be getting freaked out about NBA preseason basketball. But nonetheless, in a parent-teacher conference, you always have to be like, you know what, you got to give. You gotta hit them with all the good stuff first, because a parent doesn't want to come in and just be told, oh, this and that, this and that, negative, negative, negative about their kid, or how they're acting up, or how they can't behave, or whatever. So, we always got to talk about the great things, the good things first. So, that's how we're going to address this episode. Four things that get me excited about the San Antonio Spurs this season. So far, in this kind of preseason run that we've had, uh, first- it's got to be Dejounte Murray. I can see how we're gonna be playing a lot faster. I think he's gonna be doing a lot of great things for Demar Derozan. I think that he's going to be able to really push the ball up for Bryn, uh, and he's gonna be able to get to the hole at will. Uh, I've seen him take a couple shots. Right, his shot looks smooth. His three ball looks smooth. He's he's taking a couple mid range jumpers. You know, but I don't think that's his number one weapon. I think I've also seen him turn down some shots. Now, if you're asking me, how have I seen this? And none of these games have been televised. Well, I find a way, okay? I find a way. The the internet's a beautiful thing, okay? You just gotta kind of mine it to get what you want out of it. Um, but DJ has also turned down some shots, right? And I think every time he turns down a wide open shot, it's because he put he's about to put his head down or make a move and get to the rinse rim. So. DJ playing with confidence in his body is something that's that's very positive going into our fourth preseason game and into the regular season. I wouldn't be surprised in in, uh, in these next two games, we start seeing a downtick in minutes. I think like in the beginning, we saw we saw an uptick, a very slow, gradual uptick in those first three games, All right, You know, uh, he played a little bit, played a little bit more, played a little bit more, but now we're like, okay, we've thrown 20-minute games at him. He's done okay. He's confident in his leg. Now, let's start taking that down a little bit and uh, start getting these young guys a little bit more reps because uh, the season's about to start. We don't want to have anything crazy happen in the beginning of the year, just like we did last year. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see that. But the confidence that Derek is showing in his body, he's taking a couple of really nice drives to the rim where where he's now like taking off off one leg and landing on one leg. And that just shows a lot of confidence, a lot of uh trust in his body and that's 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 beautiful to see that's number one number two has got to be our boy Bryn right I mean one of the one of the most surprising things of this preseason is that Bryn has been able to come out the gate swinging and he's like showing off his body man this guy's super strong and athletic you could tell he's been putting in that work in the summer he looks good against the Pelicans he had this really nice catch he ripped baseline and just took the baseline, took one dribble, his two steps, and just jammed it in front of the rim. It's like, whoa, Brynn. Okay okay, Brent, not only is he shooting lights out from three ball and his pull-up jumper off one dribble looks great, uh, he looks like he's actually being more aggressive on the offensive end, and I don't know if that's going to be a, an all-season thing or if it's just a preseason thing, but you can tell that they've given him the green light. They can, You can tell that the trust is there from the organization and the coaching staff, and he's earned it, like I've said before, and he's showing it right now in these first preseason games that he has the confidence to play at that level. I mean, he's he's doing some some things that we've never seen him do. I know a lot of talk is that he's in his contract year and that he's playing for a big contract and that he wants to get big money somewhere. And you know what? I don't know, man. I caution here, Here's my caution to Brent Forbes about all that. We've seen this happen, man. We've seen it happen with Gary Neal. We've seen it happen with Jonathan Simmons. We've seen it happen with all these guys <clears throat> that... Get developed through the Spurs and, and make a name for themselves, right? And actually showcase at, on a playoff level that they're able to compete at a high level, right? And then they leave the Spurs and then they're out of the league in about two to three years because they go take the money somewhere else and there goes their career because that other team can't utilize them the way we did, or they can't develop them or harness their skills the way that we do, right? So I hope that this isn't one of those cases for Brynn hope oh, brin's one of these guys that's like look i want to stay in san antonio i'm willing to take a little bit less you know give me like a four-year deal you know give me you know eight ten million instead of maybe 12 or 13 where he can probably get somewhere else you know like let's take a little bit less but let's lock him in here in san antonio where where he knows he's gonna have another contract beyond that one right um that's something that we can do for brin and and for the way he's playing right now he's playing with a confidence that we've never seen um, without a doubt I think that uh, he's proving that he should be the starting two guard on our team that that lineup needs spacing and he's going to be the one that's going to be knocking down those shots to spread the floor uh LaMarcus might shoot a little bit more you never know uh DeMar DeRozan I haven't seen him take a three in this game I don't think I haven't seen not even in the open scrimmage I don't think he took a three so um I We'll see. We've seen LaMarcus do it, right? So, Bryn is having a hell of a a busting out party here in the preseason. Hopefully, that carries on. But from these first three games, that's something I'm very, very excited about. Now, the third thing that I'm very excited about is a combination of players. And there's two sets here, and I'm going to go over them separately. Let's let's start off with our new guys. Damari Carroll and Lonnie Walker have I'm sorry Damari Carroll and Trey Lyles have looked really good and I think they're really gonna fit into what we're doing to start with Damari Carroll he is a ultimate three and D guy I I can see it I, I haven't seen consistency on the defensive side of the ball from him but there's been some plays where he locks up and he puts in a little bit more extra effort on the defensive end. You can see, like, oh, okay, this guy has a size. He has the length. He has the athleticism to stay down low in front of somebody on the defensive end. On the offensive end, the athleticism isn't really there. But he can also really move well without the ball. There was this one play also in, in against New Orleans where he, like, you know, he caught the ball, faked a dribble handoff to Patty, and then he uh, – Gave a handoff to Marco and just like sprinted to the wing and then Marco found him for a wide open three. Now that lineup was actually pretty interesting. Yeah, Chimezi me who I'm, I'm about to talk about right now um, as a small ball five. And then you had Patty Mills, three point shooter, Marco Bellinelli, three point shooter and Forbes, three-point shooter, and Damari Carroll, three-point shooter. That was an interesting lineup because that's what we're doing right now. We're playing around with all these lineups, and that was one that I that I just liked. They were just moving well without the ball, and he pulled that three, and he hit it. Uh, so Damari Carroll is going to be very important to what we do this year, and if he could just stay healthy and be a veteran presence, we're going to be all right. Now, the big one I feel like this season is Trey Lyles. Trey Lyles seems like a guy who's going to help everybody else get better just by his natural flow of the game he's not a guy who really looks to get his own I think that he's like that Boris Diaw type guy I'm not saying he's the big croissant right he's not the big croissant but he can definitely play like him where when he gets the ball he's looking to set someone up find somebody cutting you know he's able to pass the ball very well and if he needs to score he will Right, so he's going to be that piece that makes every other piece that we have on the floor work. I mean, he started uh, for Lamarcus Aldridge in this last game. He didn't play the first two because we found out it was a respiratory infection or illness, uh, but he got the start against New Orleans and he played well. He played well. He's someone who I'm very excited to see be around the organization for a long time. If he could fit that Boris Diaw role, he will find a place in this organization for a very long time. So, right, so I'm excited there. All right, so another, I'm going to tie these two things in together at, at number three here is Lonnie Walker and Chemezi. Me too, right? So Chemezi is the one that's been the big surprise, I think, to everybody in Spurs Nation. That's because we, none of us have seen him play in about a year and a half, right? I mean, we saw him play very little here and there last season um, when he got called up, but he spent most of his time in Austin. He missed the Summer League. He had a very good FIBA World Cup showing for Nigeria so what I've seen out of Chemezi so far is that he can create his own shot that I think that he's a lot like LaMarcus Aldridge in the way that he plays where a lot of these other young big guys they want to just catch the ball and just give it up they're just looking to give it up or or find you know move it they're not looking to score or get their own and I feel like that's not Chemezi at all Chemezi has the capability to catch that ball and go 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 get you one he can go attack the rim. He has a little mid-range game. Uh, he can catch some alley oops. You know they've thrown a couple alleys throughout this preseason, and he's usually the guy at the end of those. And he's catching them and putting them down. He can move well. He has he has good movement on his body. So we'll see how he does on the defensive end. You know the defensive end is always going to be what gets you on the floor, and and I think it's just reps. I think that's all he needs because he has the athleticism. And he can be a, a a threat on the offensive end. Where, as someone like Drew Eubanks, I think he can too. But he, where I say Chimezie is a lot like Lamarcus, I think that Drew is very much like Jakob Podol, right? Um, in the way that they play offensively, at least. Um, now let's talk about Lonnie. Lonnie has it's 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 been kind of weird with the minutes. He's played he played a lot in that first game didn't play that much in the second game played just a little bit in the first half the, the, in the uh, against New Orleans but what have we seen I mean we've seen him be very good in transition we've seen that he has a passing ability that's underrated and I think that a lot of people knew that he can pass and they they think he can be a point guard I don't I don't think so he can be out there with like a patty Mills or uh, a Quindary or, uh, you know, uh, Derek White and bring up the ball. But he's not a point guard but because he's so – I mean, we've seen it in flashes as well. We've seen not only his passing skill, but we've seen his scoring skill. I and mean, the guy, when he's looking to get his own – and that and that's the other thing too. I feel like he hasn't had a chance to really get in rhythm because there's been a few times where he does take his one-two dribbles and pull, pulls up or he – or he attacks the rim and he looks, you know, so smooth the way he does it. And you just wonder why he doesn't do it more. I just think it's, he hasn't gotten a rhythm behind himself yet. And I think that will come during the regular season when the minutes are more consistent. And from a game-to-game basis, he knows, okay, I'm looking at 8-12 to or whatever it is. Not now where it's like, okay, he's only going to play a little bit in the first half. <laughs> And then they're looking to get all these all these, uh, G League guys a lot of minutes, like Derek Lawson. Derek Lawson's a guy who has been playing a lot during this preseason, and we just waived him today. And to me, that's just a classy move on Pop and the organization. They're like, look, we know what we have in these guys. We're going to let Derek Lawson play a lot in the fourth quarter. Um, see if he can get himself an opportunity to get on get on the someone else's team right or make a g-league team somewhere i feel like that's what we're doing and and by doing that you know the same thing with with hummus even though i know that that um that H- Holmes or hummus harvest his name is a uh, great player and he's gonna be with us in austin i believe we signed him um the same same kind of deal right we're gonna try to get these guys reps before we give are veterans reps and per se not veteran veterans but you know what I mean at least in the second half of these games so that doesn't let uh these guys get a, a real good game flow behind them and Lonnie's gonna be there Lonnie's gonna be fine it's just a matter of time defense he's been a little bit iffy here and there there's been some questionable decisions that I think Lonnie has made on the defensive end there's sometimes where he shows that he can be a great defender and then there's some times where it's like ah uh, ah uh, you know like oh shit you know uh, man uh, that was Lonnie again oh man you know so but I think all that is going to fix itself with repetition because Lonnie's going to put the work in and we know that so those are the areas that the top three areas I got one more for you of something that it's excited me. Now, let me tell you what the main thing that's excited me all season long is here at number four. And that's that our starting unit is actually pretty damn good. It's kind of taken me by surprise how well they play in the first quarter. I think in every game that we've played so far where everyone has played and everybody was healthy. I think that our starting unit with DeJounte Murray, Bryn Forbes and DeMar DeRozan is, is, is pretty damn good. And I think that it you know, I think we all expected DeJounte to be able to give us a new look and I was kind of hesitant to hesitant to let Derek go because I really love the way we played last year with Derek and um, I still think that them two starting together would be would be defensively the best look, and I think that those two guys are going to play together a lot during this season. Don't get me wrong, I, there's of course they are. There's gonna be games where they close games together, right, or come out the second half together, or things like that. But. Starting out the game, the way that Bryn has been shooting and Dejounte has been able to has been um, looking to push the ball, it's something quite special. I think he's catching Demar Derozan flying to the rim a lot more, and and uh, they're looking for Jakob a little bit more. I think this year than they did last year too. And when they're playing together like that, they they look pretty damn good. Now on the defensive end, well, that's that's to be seen because. It's preseason. I don't want to. I don't want to get on them too much because you know Demar, Lamarcus. Those guys are just. Those guys are just vets. They're not gonna try hard on the defensive end in the preseason. They're just not. Um, But those are my top four things that made got me very excited about this season. First off, was DJ looking good. Second was Bryn is is playing on an, on another level on another planet right now. And then third was Trey Lyles and and, and Demar Carroll have been looking like they're about to fit right in Lonnie and Chemezi look like those are the two guys that are going to be stepping it up on minutes wise for us this year and um our starting unit our starting unit looks pretty damn good all right so we're going to take a little break and then uh we're going to go over the four areas of growth right we just talked about the four areas of grow I mean of glow four areas that look good now let's talk about some things that we need to work on huh all right we'll be right back Wanna know what life is really like after the game's all over? Real athletes are here to share their true stories of adversity and triumph every week on After Orange Slices. Even if you don't like sports, pro athletes, former college stars, celebrities, coaches, public speakers, doctors, and all kinds of experts, join the show, and there's a little bit of something for everybody. Join me, Bridget, for a slice of inspiration, plus your everyday sports news sprinkled in. New episodes every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, available anywhere you get your podcasts. One of the areas that really concerns me uh, about this season is is Derek White. And I know that he just had a hell of a summer. I know that he's been working his tail off uh, for Team USA. And, and he's had limited rest and all these things. And he's come out and said that <clears throat> he, he feels fine. That that's not an issue. When they asked him about how he's been playing, he's kind of just shrugged it off you know over and over again just saying look i'm getting good shots i'm missing layups you know those things are going to fall in time and i think um, that's the right mindset to have now him coming off the bench versus him starting i think is is going to take more figuring out to do so the first area that i'm concerned with that's going to need some growth throughout the season and hopefully it doesn't take too long um is Derek white adjusting to his new role and to be honest the time factor is just what I'm worried about. And I think that he's going to do fine with it. I just hope it doesn't take 15, 20 games, 25 games for him to actually be a contributor coming off the bench. I mean, we all know how it was for Manu. Manu would come off the bench and and it was Manu time, right? Right from the get go. He was impacting the game. He was scoring when he can't, when he could, um, he knew that was always his number one option was to go get a bucket. And two was to play make for everyone else and get everyone else better. I feel like, um, Derek White's gotta take a similar route to that. And Rudy they asked Rudy Gay about Derek actually, and he's like, you know, cause Rudy Gay went through the similar similar phase, right? He was a starter the most of his career, and then, you know, started coming off the bench at some point. And and how do you still be effective? You know, what has to change is it different, you know? And he was like, you know, well, it takes time. That's the first thing he said is it takes time. And that's what worries me. How much time is it gonna take? Because by the looks of this preseason. He does not look all that comfortable coming off the bench, and I think it's because he's adjusting, right? And let's talk about the way he played uh, on the starting unit last year. He was a guy who always looked to get everyone else going first, right? He always came down, looked for LaMarcus, looked for DeMar, and then he would he would know where, where to pick his spots, right, and be aggressive on the offensive end and go get himself a bucket. And when he did, he got himself buckets. Now, It was a little bit of a slower game. He could push the ball in transition, but not as fast as DJ. Let's just be honest. Um, So I feel like that role that I just described can't be his role. He's got to flip it coming off the bench. When he comes off the bench, it's like, hey, push the ball and go get yourself some buckets, you know, and then look to set someone else up because he's not out there playing with the starting caliber unit. You know what I mean? Like, he's not playing with DeMar and Lamarcus. He's. He's playing with guys like Patty and Damari Carroll or Trey Lyles or Lonnie Walker, some other guys that are great players, but I think Derek is, is on another level and he's just got to learn how to bring that coming off the bench when his name is called. He said it too. He's like, I just got to be ready whenever my name's called and bring the energy and, and, um, I don't know how he's taking it. I, I hope, you know, the media is impress, pr- pushing it on him too much about, you know, hey, man, like, you know, how do you feel about coming off the bench? Did you feel like you should be starting? I don't want to hear all that because he's a guy that's going to do whatever the team needs him to do. And, you know, Derek's minutes are going to be there. And it kind of it hurts me a little bit, man, because... Because man, if you if you were a fan last year and we were all up on Dejounte for that season, and when he goes down, we're heartbroken. But when he went down, a lot of us true Spurs fans were out here like, you know what? I kind of feel like Derek's ready. That like he's gonna need a little bit of time, but I kind of feel like he's ready like we all kind of felt like that last year and sure enough man it took about 20 games and by the all-star break right before the all-star break around December he was playing like he belonged right and so to see him just automatically get moved back to the bench to me is kind of like "Ah, I don't know about that I wanted him to start you know I wanted them both both to, uh, to start but it is what it is I feel like he's going to be fine. It's just going to take him a little bit of time. But just what worries me is how much time is that going to take, right? Um, All right, number two, what worries me is how are we going to manage Paddy Marco? Uh, Because the looks of it, by the looks of it, in this preseason – they're like extremely important <laughs> like to what we're trying to do um when our units second units don't look all that good and again it's it's the combination of players that are out there that we're playing with the newness of of Trey Lyles and and Damari and the newness of Lonnie and, and Chemezi right and and all these young guys too like um it's gonna take time but it's funny because every time they can't get it going it's like dude like we're just like where's Marco you know where's Patty? Can we just? You know, and, and then they come through. And that's the thing. It's like, okay, like, we need them. It, it's obvious that we need them here in the preseason. And to me, I'm just like, okay, well, I guess we're going to have to rely on them a little bit more than I thought. Uh, but then again, I'm like, no, we can't. We have to manage their, their minutes because they just had a big summer. And we need them healthy for, for April, May, June, you know? So i'm just a little bit interested i don't want to say worried but i know there's gonna to have to be some management there you know either on dmp's where they don't play or just you know minute restrictions on those guys from game on a game to game basis and you know who's who's gonna step up in those roles you know and i think that's lonnie and i think that's chemezi man like those two guys are gonna to have to step up and and fill in the fill in the gaps here and there right damari Carroll was shooting threes and you know because patty's an all pro for us he's he's like the dude that's running the show like on and off the court he's the one that makes us go in the locker room he's the one that keeps the mindset where it needs to be he's so important to what we do I just we cannot have him go out like on an injury or fatigue or something like that like we really have to be careful with these two guys and just by the looks of the preseason it's like man we need them we need them, you know. So it's just, you know, it's, we need them a little bit more than I'd hoped coming out the gates. I hope that we're gonna maybe rely on Lonnie Walker a little bit more, or we'll give um, these young guys some some run, some rookies some run. But nah, man, like we've we've <laughs> we've needed Patty, and we've needed Marco, and and we've needed them so much, and we've also needed them, and we've still lost, right? So um, managing their minutes is number two. Number three is. Just the obvious one is turnovers and transition defense, right? Turnovers lead to transition uh, buckets for the opposite team, right? So, and that's that's something, again, that I don't want to get too crazy about because I think we all know that, okay, our starters are playing the first quarter and that's it. Like, we rarely get our starting unit back out there together, maybe a little bit in the third, but just a little bit, you know what I mean? And then they're off. Then they're getting a lot of bench players, um, some some PT in the third. And then in the, in the fourth quarter, it's like, guys, you don't even know, right? There's it's Derek Lawson and and Homus, uh, and right? Um, so our starting unit looks pretty good, and our bench unit's turning over the ball a lot. I mean, our, our starting unit turned it over quite a bit, too, early on. Um, but that's something that's concerning, and that, to me, that's just like, dude, when we have DeJounte and Derek White out there on the floor like you know at all times one of those guys are going to be out there we should have a pretty good defensive effort and we should have a, a point guard who's not going to be turning over the ball that much and honestly that has not been the case so um, it's a little bit worrying but nothing too crazy these are things that we can fix transition d um getting back in transition has been a, a big a big like um, uh factor in every game that we've played so far we've been giving up crazy transition buckets for the past three games and again i think it's about that's about like you know who's on the floor or whatnot but then again like transition defense is all effort you know what i mean so you know that these guys are going over that every single day in practice but come game time we're we're turning the thing over and we're just we're getting killed in transition so um a little bit worried about that but it's something that i know will fix itself um as the season goes on and minutes get adjusted and Uh, personnel and roles get figured out a little bit more and on the defensive side of the ball we'll we'll be okay as well you know that's just it's a process I'm a coach I know how it goes like in the beginning of the season you work on it you grind it you grind it you grind it and it's not really until you know district uh, time comes around where you're actually like seeing them through it on their own right and and that's when you can kind of um keep it as a point of focus but also work on some other things and that's going to be the length of the season too is we're gonna we're gonna see this get better and get better over the season so that's something that a little bit that I'm concerned with um the third thing I'm sorry the fourth thing that I'm a little bit concerned with and honestly sucks man I mean I I, I kind of feel like um Most of you all out there, probably if you were watching this game, which I know most of y'all weren't, which is, I know a lot of y'all mad because they're not showing these games, but you kind of, I mean, I I know y'all hungry, hungry for Spurs basketball, but believe me, it's not the Spurs basketball they all want to see. And since we're in these type of games, I've been wanting to see a lot more from our rookies, but um, let me tell you how usually it goes down. Quindary is the first guy off the bench. Quindary has looked uh, really good. Quindary has looked like he's actually able to contribute at this level right now, right here, right now, on the offensive end. Um, Keldon, Keldon looks a little bit sporadic Um, uh, on both ends of the floor. You can tell that his competitive edge is like sharp as as hell and that he's ready to go and he wants to be out there and he's ready to compete and he just wants to wants you could tell he wants it very bad and again it's just going to take time to develop these rookies and you know so kelden comes in next and then with about two minutes left in the game luca checks in about two minutes left in the game maybe he touches the ball when he gets out there maybe the most run we've seen out of him so far has really been in uh, the scrimmage at the ATT and t Center. Uh, he hit two threes in a row, but other than that, we don't really know much. Maybe that's going to change in these next two preseason games. Maybe we try to give him a little bit more minutes instead of giving it to Dante Holmes. Dalton Holmes. Derek Lawson, who's no longer here. We just signed some guy today named, like, shoot, I don't even know. Robinson Jr. I don't even know. We signed some dude today. And, you know, he's a G League guy. But now I'm afraid that guy's going to take even minutes away from Luka. Where is Luka's minutes? I want to see Luka play. And it's like, okay, like, I just want to see him play. Like, what? Is he that bad in practice? I don't think he's that bad in practice. And, like, for him to be the last guy off the bench where I feel like, he could get some minutes in the third quarter, early in the fourth. He only gets like 2 minutes a game. He's, he's literally the last guy off the bench. Oh man, as 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 our 19th overall draft pick in the 2019 draft, in the first round, for him to be seeing less minutes than everyone else on the floor. Oh, it just sucks. So this last, you know, this last concern that I'm that I'm talking about is um is about uh, you know, our uh are rookies, You know, I don't know. I, I, I really think that they can contribute. And when you hear everyone talk about, about those guys uh, in the post-interviews, they talk about how how they're young and they're athletic and they're ready and, and things like that, and, and they look good, and they're going to be special players and all that stuff. But then when it comes to these first three games, we don't see them at all. So I don't know what's going on there. I feel like Keldon is a little bit ticked off. I feel like Luka is just like... Why don't you let me play, coach? You know? Quindary's like, yeah, give me these minutes, bro. Like, Quindary's eating up these minutes. Straight straight up. Quindary looks good when he's out there. And they all look okay when they're out there. But they're just not out there enough. And it's preseason, you know? Like, I don't know, dude. Why are we giving all these minutes to Dalton Like, I'm totally cool with Dalton. I I think he's going to be a good player. Actually, I hope that Dalton stays with the Austin Spurs for about a year, maybe even two years, and then, like, comes and suits up for San Antonio in about three years because I have a feeling he's going to be a special player. Um But Luke, was our first round draft pick? <laughs> Where are these guys' minutes? I don't know. So that's, that's a little bit concerning. So to me, as a guy who wants to see them in San Antonio more than they are in Austin... It's not that I don't want to see him in Austin. I know Austin's going to be good for him. I've been saying that since the get-go. But I've also been saying that San Antonio can be beneficial for them too. And I think that those guys are ready to compete and learn and make mistakes and get better at the NBA level. But as this preseason rolls on, that gets farther and farther and farther away from from any of my expectations. So um, that's it. Top four areas of glow. Top four areas of grow. Make Sure, that you guys go ahead and go to buckingspurs.com to get this content. To get all the content that I'm doing, the YouTube videos, um, everyone on YouTube that's been uh responding and 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 being so awesome and and saying all this awesome stuff, and and you guys are enjoying it out there. I'm glad I'm doing it for you guys out there in Hawaii, out there in Japan, Spurs fans all over the place. Uh, thank you guys, right? Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Um, uh, on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast jam on, we are there. All the podcasts are there at BuckingSpurs.com. Um, you can also get some Bucking Spurs merch and just some San Antonio themed, you know, shirts and you know laptop sleeves, iPhone cases, things like that. Just you know, stuff that I've come up with that you guys might like, uh, go ahead and check it out there. Um, I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Um we got a couple more preseason games in front of us. We got Houston and we have Memphis, all right? So don't expect to, um, don't be surprised if we take two more L's and run run out of this preseason 0-5, but then come out the gates pretty, pretty on fire, right? We know our starting unit looks good. It's not time to freak out or anything. But those are some areas that that uh, we need to work on and some areas that are, are going to be very exciting for us this season. All right, so all that being said, this is a Big Heads Media podcast from bigheadsmedia.com. Go ahead and check out all their other podcasts. There's a lot of good stuff out there. Go, Spurs, go. Win or lose no matter. All that to matter is we put up good fight and get respect. Win lose no matter. You make good fight and respect. Then nobody bother. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Podell and Piquel Show. I'm your host, Garrett Podell. Alongside me is my co-host, Jonathan Pickel. We're here to give you the real deal in sports, and we have the best guests in the world of sports. We've had NFL Hall of Fame finalists, multiple Olympians, pro athletes across the NFL, MLB, and NBA, as well as golf. Tune in to see who could be stopping by this week.